Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Jin Kim. Born in Korea, but raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, Jin's life and career revolve around his distinctly multicultural perspective on people, brands, and the stories that connect them. Jin has spent 10 plus years spearheading innovative strategies and campaigns for clients all over the world, including Airbnb, Merck Pharmaceuticals, PepsiCo, Barefoot Wine, the Los Angeles Tourism and Convention Board, and a portfolio of Fortune 500 consumer brands. With expertise in cutting-edge marketing tactics, digital audience engagement, and revenue optimization, Jin is a digital chemist who balances data and creativity to produce game-changing customer experiences. In addition, Jin has won multiple industry awards for his forward-thinking approach and his expertise with mobile-first audience. Well, good afternoon, Jin. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Awesome, Jim. I appreciate you jumping on the podcast. I know that you're over on the West Coast, so this is some good timing for us today to jump into some of these questions. Love your career. You've got quite a background in the entertainment travel industry, and now you're the CEO of your own digital agency. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and success as an entrepreneur? Sure. I don't know if I would say that I uncovered some magical formula or anything like that, but throughout my career, I've always emphasized and looked for cultural relevancy as the focal point in anything that I do. It comes from my background coming here from Korea and having to adjust and understand U.S. culture at a young age and, and really figure out on my own to an extent what made sense. My parents were sending me to school packed with kimchi. <laughs> uh, so when I opened that up, a lot of the students would be like, you know, that, that smells, what is that? At very early age, I had to start understanding, you know, okay, some things in certain cultures are different and I have to figure out why that is and I have to adapt. And so I applied that to advertising and marketing in a way where if you have a brand, if you have an experience, whatever it may be, it's to really understand who's at the focal point, what culture, what audience is at the focal point of that story or brand. And then to backtrack from there to really come up with a strategy or a tactic that's going to resonate very well with them. And the reason we focus specifically on entertainment and travel is because me coming in as a millennial, looking at Gen Z and looking at audience habits there, we've always known that Gen Z and millennials prefer experiences over products. I think when we did our survey last in 2018, we have seen that 76% of millennials say that they'd rather spend monetary goods on an experience than a product. And we also saw that big boom reflect in the travel industry, the travel tourism industry, right before COVID happened, right? We were on pace to be a over $6 trillion global tourism industry as a whole. So we're seeing the numbers reflect there. And so again, just doing our due diligence and understanding that audience and wants and needs. We put a lot of emphasis in dedicating our time to growing the account in that field and building better experiences and tactics in that specific industry as well. So I think that's worked out very well for us is just taking that audience first approach in everything that we do. Amazing. No, I appreciate you sharing that, Jen. I think that is important. You know, I'm a Gen Xer, of course, and I do see a difference in how you have to market to different generations, different cultures, different styles. It's interesting how that all works. So I'm glad you're doing that. You're diving in and learning and sharing your wealth of knowledge. So Jen, as you know, everybody globally is going to make major shifts to adapt to this new normal with the pandemic. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in the economy? Sure. One of the biggest challenges for us has just been, I think, motivation. I've struggled with that myself as well. And just kind of not letting all of this get to my head. I mean, staying at home all the time, not being able to get out and socialize in the normal way is depressing. And it does take a toll mentally 
just kind of trying to implement processes where we can stay motivated, we can still feel like we're still connected, um, and we can still bounce ideas off of each other. One of the first things that we did was implement this daily check-in structure where we just kind of check in and talk about, hey, how's your day? How was your week? You know, what are we planning on doing? And just kind of, again, making sure that everyone's staying engaged in a way where we're not going to feel like we're just kind of clocking in, clocking out, not really having that creative engagement that we need. Jen, I totally agree with you there. And what I've done, just to kind of share back, is I've really just turned the news off. There's a lot of negativity in the news, and I, I don't think we get the full picture. As you know, everybody wants to you know, give their side of it. So thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that. So Jen, are you looking at leveraging any new emerging technologies within your space? Maybe a particular tool or app you found that's helpful? Anything that might resonate with our audience? I think one of the most exciting things that we were reviewing was OTT. In our ad tech stack, we primarily focused on digital as a channel, but OTT has been growing and their offering for data overlays with the kind of traditional television reach that it offers has definitely been something that we are considering as a more aggressive tactic moving forward, which we're very excited about. On a day-to-day basis, being in the creative field, Photoshop, I've been using this nice little tool called Enlight app. It's definitely not as advanced as Photoshop is, but it has a bunch of built-in presets that allow you to kind of edit photos on the go. So I could theoretically have something ready to go in less than two minutes uh, once I upload the photo. So it definitely saves a lot of time. And once you start using the app, you get a really good idea of what kind of photos will fit for that app and the presets that it offers. Makes it very easy and, and streamlined for anyone that's in that space. That's awesome. I think nowadays we're limited on time and we're just surrounded by all this, you know, well, social media is a big influencer, but we're surrounded by all these apps that can actually make our lives a lot easier, especially when we're on the go. And and I totally get that in your space as a, you know, leading your digital agency. So thanks for sharing that. Jin, I, I have to say, this is definitely the most important question. The last question I have for you, because our audience wants to learn about Jin Kim. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in advertising or even leadership? Sure. I think that's very different in the approach that one must consider, whether they're considering a career path in advertising or a career path in leadership or entrepreneurship. For advertising, I would say, again, understanding cultural relevancy, just because that formula has worked very well for us, is to take everything with a core kind of strategic standpoint of who is this for and why is it relevant to that person and backtracking from there to kind of come up with different suggestions for the brand or product. And once I think that mindset kind of grows to fruition and more campaigns are delivered in that way, in that framework, I think the work will reflect very positive results for the clients and the clients will be happy, which would definitely improve one's career in that route as well. And on the flip side, as far as entrepreneurship goes, I think the biggest suggestion that I have is just kind of doing it. I know when I first started my business in 10, 2011, and it was just a side business. It wasn't anything big or major. Like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I wanted to grow into an empire or anything like that. It was just a hobby that I had. 
I was selling Korean crackers online. You know, it was just something that I, I liked doing. And so I set up a website and I just kind of experimented with e-commerce a, a little bit on Shopify. And yeah, I mean, I, I think if you want to explore entrepreneurship, every business setup, everything that you do is a learning experiment. Yes, if you're fortunate, maybe you could get your business right the first time you do it and it blows up and you know, you're able to lead a company and have the infrastructure set up and all of that. But in most cases, you know, it's going to take a couple of trial and errors to get it to a point where it's going to be a functioning business. Don't be shy about just kind of stepping and trying a few different things. Don't be afraid of failure. I'm sure people hear that all the time. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking about doing something in leadership, just dive right in and get your hands dirty and learn right away. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that, Jen. I think that will definitely resonate with many folks that are in this space or looking to get into this space. So thank you. Jen, last thing I just want to say, it was a pleasure having you on today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Bye for now. Bye.